F. Looking out a dirty old window. Outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello, this is Minute 22 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm Dan Costa, your host. With me today is Lan. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> and Jesse Cooper. Well, Heidi there. We're starting um, with Cher on the t- tennis court approaching her teacher, Miss Stoger. And it ends with the principal introducing the new student, Ty Frazier. First thing about this, and Jesse, I know you were talking about this in the last uh, episode, last minute, and it was how in- ineffective this um, gym class seemed to be. Yeah, like it's just like, hey, come up and hit this and hit the hit the tennis ball. Oh, you missed. Okay, yeah. next one. Like it wasn't even like right, like any instruction. The, that's what uh, Cher is saying here. That the physical education in the school is a disgrace. I mean, standing in line for forty minutes is hardly uh, aerobically effective. I doubt I've worked off the calories in a stick of carefree gum. And guess what? Everybody does. They applaud once again. Uh, <laughs> I would love any time I made a point, a good point, uh, or halfway good point, that people around me would applaud. It would make my life so much more fulfilling. I, I feel like it would get like annoying after, like probably like the fifth time. It's just like, <laughs> guys, I just said something very obvious. It's a point <laughs> enough. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> really, we 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 get a little bit of back and forth from the teacher. And um, uh, Cher tells the teacher that this uh, the machine's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So, again, is this foreshadowing to Legally Blonde? <laughs> and <laughs> then uh, when Miss Stoger's had enough of uh, Cher and her legal advice, she calls for Dion. It says, Dion, you're up. And Dion says, uh, I have a note from my tennis instructor. He'd prefer if I didn't expose myself to any training that might derail his teachings. Which, you know what, I I feel like that is probably pretty accurate for a Beverly Hills student body. <laughs> that pretty much. Yeah, don't you think? Don't you think they're getting Spending these? all that money on a tennis instructor. Exactly, exactly. Don't need and public education messing it up. Well, you know, a famous joke from this movie, they move on to Amber, which Jesse's uh, now announced that's his favorite character, right, Jesse? Yes. <laughs> um, and she says her plastic surgeon doesn't want any, uh, want her doing any activity where balls fly at her nose. And Dion very quickly says, well, there goes your social life. <laughs> a little bit of adult adult humor in this high school flick. I I feel like that's one that would not be put in today if the movie was made today. I mean, yeah. it really depends on if it was supposed to be like a raunchy high school comedy or a... Just... Yeah, what's our rating? What are we working with here? PG-13 okay, or R? Because <laughs> like there, because there are like you know the occasional like raunchy high school comedy, and but there's also like the whole uh, more like the say anything types where it's more like you know about a person going trying to find themselves. I don't think you'd get that. You know, Super Bad would definitely do it. Super Bad is is maybe one of my favorite, not just teen comedies, but I think it's one of the best comedies in recent time. Do you guys feel like? Uh, do you like? Do you like the? 
teen comedies to be a little bit safe or do you want it to be a little bit more of an adult humor to it? I mean, most teens, for the most part, like, I think there is a little bit more adult humor going on, right? Yeah, they'll get the jokes. Yeah, they'll get the jokes. Because, yeah. like, people like to pretend that, like, younger teenagers or people in school don't, like, hear things or don't, like, experience things. Especially in high school, that would be considered more adult. But, like, we obviously do. We just try to hide from our parents that's i now that i'm the father of two teenagers i i i have to admit that to myself <laughs> <laughs> i think i think like also oftentimes like i think uh older people tend to forget how they were when they were teenagers oh that's the problem i re- i remember <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what, what you know what what you was know exactly what you were doing years? yeah you don't want them into it you had mentioned um one movie we didn't talk about last minute um, and I wonder if now the bloom is completely off the rose of the um, American Pie movies because they made so many poor sequels and directed DVD. Yeah, God, there's another one coming out, isn't there? That's what I heard. I thought recently that they're they're doing another one. I don't even know. See, I was surprised that they're still coming out with American Pie movies like six years ago. I feel like it's one of those movies that if I watched it now, uh, it would be. There would probably be some things that didn't age well, probably things that are a little bit... Uh, uh... But yeah, as of 2012, there was American Reunion, and according to IMDb, there is an American Pie 5 in development, but it hasn't been updated since November of 2015, so I guess that's really up in the air. What amazes me is that we, I think we're living in a, a great comedy boom right now, and it's the easiest time to make a movie when it comes to digital you know cameras and um these micro budget movies yet i don't think we're getting um unless they're just these big studio comedies i I, you know i'd like to see just these you know these great comedians just get together and make just a really funny movie that doesn't have to uh fall under the studio system and you know somebody like um Louis C.K. seems to be motivated to do his own thing on television, at least. But, you know, I just, uh, I'd like to see more adventurous content from comedians come out. It's, it seems like the only people who are really putting out stuff that seems to be kind of in their voice right now is, like, Tina Fey. And... Towards the end of this little sequence, we have the principal come out. And he has, says he's got another one, which is a weird thing to say. Ladies, we have a new student with us. This is Ty Frazier. And this is the introduction to Ty, played by Brittany Murphy. Um, and you know what? I, I think she is very good in this movie. Uh, I and the I kept saying she's so cute. And I mean this in like a paternal way. I guess I, <laughs> I, I am that at that stage of my life now where, you know, I just... She just really came off very, very cute. In yeah, this no, she is. She's, she's really, yeah. she's adorable. Her character, I mean, you don't get a lot of it in this minute, but her character is like, I think, feels very earnest and doesn't feel very movie-like. Yes. Like, because she's like, yeah. she's both like, she obviously has a lot of experience and everything. She, but like, you know, she's chipper. She, you know, she has some shitty thing, some, she has some crappy things that happen to her, but obviously that doesn't really, you know, bother her and. She's just okay with being herself, and she's so bubbly and bubbly, yeah, not like yeah. her. Everything. Um, she's very unique. She, she really was a. Uh, unfortunately, people don't know Brittany Murphy died at a young age, 
Um, she actually had a few very good roles under her belt. Besides Clueless, uh, she was in Girl Interrupted. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I have not. I think the only I, the only other movie that can't come to, comes to mind uh, that I think that I've seen of her was uh, Sin City. Sin City, yeah. Yeah. She was in that. Uh, Eight Mile. Did you see Eight Mile? Yeah, see, I haven't. No. Oh, you guys. That's Darn a, it. That's a pretty good movie. She was also on King of the Hill. Did you guys watch King of the Hill? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. She, she played 231 episodes of King of the Hill. My goodness. Who did she? Yep, oh. she played the web. Oh. Oh. Um, I see something like this, and um, we tend to get the same actresses doing the same roles. Um, and uh, I love Amy Adams. She doesn't have to be in every prestige movie, you know. <laughs> and um, it, it just would have been nice to see her continue on and um, uh, do some more interesting things. So Yeah, she, and, she probably could have had, like, a really strong career, like, you know, throughout her whole life, like uh, Susan Strandon does. And... and what do you, do you guys have anything else to say about this, this uh, minute? I felt like the jokes were a little pointed and a little mean sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they came off well and they were delivered well and everything, but, like, once you, like, go back, like, pull back a little bit. Are like, you, it's like, that's kind of mean to say, like, that balls in the Are you face. saying the jokes that I, are you saying the jokes that I made this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Dion said to Amber and everything, it's just like, you know, you know, that's her life. You could do, you know, whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, but I guess in that sense, it's probably the closest to real uh, high school. Oh, yeah, experience. that is the closest. That is the closest, because if you were yes, me, anyway. <laughs> no, no, I... I got that too. Still, you know, it doesn't go away, folks. Um, I know I said in a in a previous minute that I like how these girls aren't generally malicious like you would usually think uh, girls like them would be, but that doesn't mean they're not above uh, some some snappy some snappy lines. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have a feeling though that like uh, Amber was pretty much just put in here just a just a bag on. Because that's what they say. Like, they don't really interact with her unless they're, like, unless they're either, like, uh, making fun of her or just, like, rolling their eyes at her, which is mean. And I don't like it. She's clearly the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's all right. She's moved on. You can move on. (laughs) Don't worry. If they get the best Um, of her, she can just use her Gorgon powers on them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she also wait another thing i want to point out she has like probably the best hair in this scene too it's crazy no it's it's great it's like two uh pigtails but like it's like these like yeah like swirls like long curly streamers yeah and it's so cool there's a, a window into jesse's uh i don't know i was gonna say soul but i don't think so it's just, <laughs> there's, there's something about this something about this character that really has struck a nerve with you that was um Really, all I had to say about that minute, and um, so for next week, the uh, podcast will return with Darren as the host and guests Shannon Camp and Phil Gonzalez, and uh, let's uh, let you guys plug your work. So, Jesse, you can go first today. Uh, Why don't you tell us what's up with you? Uh, I have a podcast called Turn to Page. It is a podcast where I read a choose-your-own adventure book with a couple friends, and we goof slash review it. Um, 
Also, I'm not sure if it's going to be out yet, but I'm also going to be hosting a podcast called Season 2, Episode 4, where we randomly choose a episode, I mean, randomly choose a show on Netflix and watch the Season 2, Episode 4, and review that episode. Good idea. That should lead to to some interesting results. Oh, no. The first first one we recorded was Daniel Tiger's uh, Neighborhood. So, um, I s- still have the jingle that they sung and that song stuck in my head. <laughs> so, um. um, and Lan, how about you? Well, you can go back and listen to me on a talking cast and, uh, the cast next door. And if you so in- are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at Hellglass, H-E-L-L-G-L-A-S-S. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at uncle underscore Batman and you can, uh, talk to me on the Flophouse Facebook group. I'm always there. and As we all it are. Was, as we all are. That's how <laughs> I spend my days. Um, so it's really been nice. I really, uh, I hadn't uh, really spoken to you guys before this, so I just want to say thank you for, and this is my first time being a host, so you guys were great, and I, I was glad I got to do it with you guys. And um, thank you, and everybody, uh Come back next week and listen to more minutes of As If, the minute-by-minute podcast for Clueless. Now, later. Late. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Dan Costa, with my guests Lan and Jesse Cooper. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016. Oh, Audi. That's what I want to say. Audi. <laughs> <laughs> We're Audi. We're Audi. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>